Start a small business. <laughs> no need to work 40, 50 hours a week, slaving your life away. Obtain financial freedom. Be your own boss and create your own destiny. Moguls are the new superstars. The path to country club membership and at least Mercedes Benz is paved in gold as you take your business trips to Orlando or Vegas. Validation from your in-laws is just an LLC and Facebook business page away. At least, that's what they tell you anyways. Through social media, websites, and targeted ads, you're sold an image. Small business owners seem to walk on water. You'd think you're the last person on Earth working a regular job with a regular boss. But there's trouble in paradise, and its name is In Over Your Head. People start looking to start their own business, don't know what they don't know. But that's why we started our Small Business Confidential podcast, to share what we've learned from years of experience. There's not a lot of people in on this, so remember, dear podcast listeners, you heard it here first, off the record, on the QT, and very hush-hush. Hi, everybody. This is Mike Riley, and another episode of Small Business Confidential, where we get down and dirty about what the, the real deal is on... Uh, having your own business, or if you don't have your own business, you're thinking about going off on your own. And I've got three interesting young men with me. Um, and two of them are my sons, uh, Brooke Riley and Travis Riley. And the third is a kind of a quasi nephew slash stepson, <laughs> Amari slash Brandon Clancy, although we call him Amari. So Amari, uh, good morning to you. Good morning, Mike. And Brooke, good morning to you. Good morning. And Travis, good morning to you. <laughs> good morning. All right, we're, we're on Zoom. Now, all three work in the business that I started. And what I thought one might be interested is they have a whole different take of watching both their dad run his own business and, in Amari's case, he joined the company when he was 18, didn't go to college, and uh, so he's been here for five years, Amari? Um, I think it's coming up on seven years, so from 2015, Whoa. September. So you're, wow, I remember when you turned 21, I thought that was a big yeah. deal. Now you're, now you're <laughs> 25, is coming in, in, yep. in front of you? It's coming right. in hot, less than a okay. month. Okay, so we've got really two different perspectives. Uh, two people, Brooke and Travis, have seen, they've grown up with it. They've been, obviously been influenced by their dad about, you know, the virtues of working on your own. And then we have uh, Amari, who just came, walked down the street and worked in the business. So they have interesting perspectives. So what we're going to ask is, it's going to be short and sweet. We're going to ask the fundamental question is, what's the real deal that you've learned about running your own business? And let's, let's start off with uh, Amari. Go ahead. I teed it up, knock it out of the park. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I'm a, I'm a person who, you know, like I, I started in the company when I was 18 and when, when I was getting out of high school or even before I was even just getting out of high school for the longest time, I just, I didn't, I wasn't going to be a college person. I just, I just knew that I, I didn't do well in like a normal like school. 
setting or anything like that. Um, I didn't just want to work like some fast food job or anything like that. You know, no judgment for anybody who does that, obviously, but that just, I just didn't see myself functioning well in, in those types of places and stuff like that. And, you know, through some mutual friends, you know, discovered Riley Painting, you know, where I've been working. And I mean, I, I just, it just, I have no idea what a different of another job is like, you know, just from having only really worked um, here. And, you know, we have people come in for interviews and work there and stuff like that. And, you know, they talk about how, you know, different it is from the other jobs that they've had. And, you know, so I get that kind of perspective. But, you know, one of the one of the things that I think was has has is always kind of in the front of my mind when, you know, Mike, we have our meetings and, you know, listening to the podcast and everything is um, at the end of the day, it's like, you know, you always say like, I can't have excuses about things, you know, as the boss, you know, I have to meet payroll, you know, that's a very real consequence, you know, of whatever actions that you're taking in those, you know, not eight hours, but those 24 hours, you know, to meet payroll, to make more money and to reduce stress, you know, as your big picture goal, you know, there aren't any excuses when you're the owner of the company. Um, like I think a lot of people can get used to excuses covering their ass as employees, you know, and even I have to fight against, you know, those bad habits and stuff like that and assume more responsibility for creating the, you know, the job I want to see, creating the environment I want to see. And, you know, at the end of the day, uh, aligning with the big picture goals, you know, and not just, yeah, let me, uh, out at let me jump it. Let me jump in here, Amari, because I think you really hit a, a real key thread. And uh, out of the mouths of babes comes the real deal. There's nobody to blame but you when you have your own business. And don't underestimate how hard it is to change that mentality. Because you may have spent your entire life, starting when you were four years old, always blaming somebody else. Well, the kid down the street was mean to me or my teachers, I had a bad teacher or the dog ate my homework. Or then when you start having jobs, you're always blaming the boss, always blaming the company, you know, blaming society, blaming your parents. You're always blaming somebody. And then you work with a company and maybe you're going out for some drinks afterwards and all you're doing is gossiping and complaining about uh you know your supervisor and then all of a sudden you get you decide well i'm going to start my own business and then bam there's nobody to blame but you keep a mirror in keep a little pocket mirror uh in your briefcase or purse or on your desk and look at it there's your boss go talk to him <laughs> okay that's the mirror right there Let's let's go over to uh, Brooke. Your thoughts, or a little background first, Brooke, and then your thoughts. Yeah, well, I mean, I I don't know at what age I started, you know, working here in the company. You know, during the summer, I remember I would help out. You know, fall gutter cleaning. I remember doing you know ice removal uh, in high school, but I think 
I really started working full time probably like eight, nine years ago, maybe even 10 years ago. And, you know, I think I kind of rose up through the ranks. I think, you know, being, you know, your son, nothing was ever really handed to me. I think I, you know, I worked on crews. I worked managing crews, oversaw properties, you know, started running more kind of larger rehab jobs. And then when the pandemic hit, you know, I started working from home because there's a lot of work you can actually do for a contracting and real estate company working from home. And then our financial controller of a long time uh, left and, you know, it was decided that I would step up and take on that role. So I've been working at a desk pretty much consistently the past couple of years. And that's been an adjustment. I think the one thing I took away from, from that part of it was days, like if I couldn't sleep, you know, I'd get up at six, walk the dogs and just start my day bright and early on my laptop. I mean, there's days where some nights I'm done at 4.30 or some nights where I'll go work out and I'm working till 9.30. I mean, as long as my work gets done, you know, that's the most important thing, especially when you work from home. You know, there's a lot more flexibility, but you really have to hold yourself accountable um, for getting, you know, your work done. And I think the one thing that I really learned from kind of being in upper management, you know, working a lot closer with Mike, I mean, half my day is either meetings or organizing my clipboard, you know, redoing my clipboard, moving things around, shifting the priority, because stuff always comes out of left field and you need to be able to prioritize what's important and you know i think when you become the owner you have to be super flexible with your schedule you know moving things around and saying all right what's the most important thing that that has to get done what are the things that i have to do what are the things that i could have you know amari do so yeah that's my Hey, let's stop here. We got to pay some bills. 30 seconds and we'll be back. If you enjoy listening to our Small Business Confidential podcast, we're sure you'll enjoy our first podcast, The Cleveland Real Estate Investor. We give outside investors an inside look into the real estate market in Cleveland. Cleveland has been on the rise and investors from all over see those cheap prices and salivate. Our job is to educate those investors and steer them in the right direction with several years of experience of how to do it right and many examples of how to do it wrong. Find the Cleveland Real Estate Investor podcast on any app you listen to your podcast today. Well, let me throw, uh, again, more uh, really good stuff here, uh, but summarizing some of the key elements. You know, with Amari, it was uh, nobody blamed but yourself looking at the mirror. Yeah, I think with with Brooke, uh, what he's mentioning is there's no nine to five. There's no nine to five. It could be six a.m. to four thirty. 
It could be seven o'clock to 9 p.m. There is absolutely no company clock. But the other key point that Brooke raised was priorities, where you have to go in to the week, to the new month, to the new year with a strategy, a goal, a strategic goal. And from that comes adjustments. What's the priorities that I have to get done? What's the tactical plan for the month that's connected to the strategic goal? And we'll, we'll get into that, that in future podcasts because that, that in itself is probably 20 podcasts. But the idea is there's no nine to five. And I should add for both Amari and Brooke, what's interesting about both of them is no college for Amari, but was part of the gifted school program at his high school. So we're talking smart guy here, all right? Not con conventionally smart with a advanced degree, but here's a guy that runs our VPN, who works with our one of our consultants who coordinate the communication with our three Filipino offices that we have. When I mean offices, these three women who work for us from their homes doing back office stuff. But, you know, there's no uh, accounting degree. There's no uh, master's in uh, IT. I mean, he's learning as he's, he's going. And uh, to him, that's normal. Right, Amari? Yeah. I mean, even before you know, working at, at Riley, it was, it was, that's how I just was, you know, with the, with the internet. I mean, you know, I do the engineering for the podcast, the music for the podcast. And, you know, that's all stuff I learned from just, you know, I mean, different, I've had different resources and, and teachers here and there, but, you know, a lot of that stuff was just going on YouTube and, you know, learning how to play guitar, learning different chords, learning different songs. And, you know, just building that out from there, you know, learning a little bit about coding, learning a little bit about, you know, web design, like that's just information that's available, you know, and those same principles hold up in this job and in this environment. So. Right. And I think what's interesting about that, that little uh, nugget that just got passed out is the DNA of the company that I started, which is we recognize the opportunity, a job that we can do to make money, and then we figure out how to do it, as opposed to the conventional thinking, which is, well, I want to be a photographer, so I'm going to go and get my degree in photojournalism, okay? Uh, for a lot of people, as, especially in the world we live in, when things are just changing on the fly due to wars, COVID, recession, oil crisis, whatever, things are constantly being reinvented. And if you're not, if you don't have the mindset of being flexible in what you learn, how you learn, and going out and getting that information, it's all out there on YouTube, on the internet, you're going to fail in your own business because all the rules are blown up. And with Brooke, who you've heard, Brooke's another guy, no college degree. And, uh, but He's got his degree in life in other ways, but he was well-educated. He's smart. Now he's the controller. And now Amari is one of our top five tool 
guys. Now, well, the last person we're going to bring in here is Travis, who is the only one of the four of us who has a college degree. So, Travis, your turn, your general thoughts. So, yeah, I guess a brief background about me is like Brooke, you know, I grew up working for the small business that we have. And then I did go to U of M for fine art because I wanted to University University of Michigan to, you know, hone in my craft as a painter and a fine artist. And during the summers I would be back here in the business and manage the landscaping of all our properties mainly. And then when I graduated college, I came back here and I think I underwent through a mental shift of not really seeing this as just the summer job to more of just a full-time quote unquote adult job. So I think I've, you know, under went under that process. And uh, now I manage our warehouse here, uh, making sure everything's in order for tools and equipment that are form in need, as well as our many Airbnb properties that we own, uh, managing and supervising those. And I think especially in the, I think in both businesses of the contracting and the property world is there is a lot of fluidity in terms of, you know, things can change very suddenly. For example, with the contracting, you know, if we get good weather out, we'll, you know, hastily readjust our schedules to cram in as much of the outside work that we have left to do. And then for properties, you know, it's just if an emergency comes up where, you know, the basement pipes explode, you got to readjust your schedule and (laughs) take care of that because that's pretty urgent or just getting last minute Airbnb move-ins and quickly flipping them around from previous people that stayed there to make sure the house is in good shape. So that's probably the biggest thing that I've took away so far is dealing with uh, those last minute sort of changes. And I think it definitely relates to what Mike was just saying, where there needs to be a level of flexibility if you want to own your own business, because, you know, it's all great to say that I want to produce this product, but the reality is, and that's kind of what Amari was saying, is you got to meet payroll, you got to pay your bills. So sometimes life is giving you other opportunities to make more money. And I think you do have to be open-minded to seize them and not be afraid to just last minute change up your schedule to fit those needs in mind. And I think that relates to a bigger idea that, you know, if you want to be an owner of a company, you want to be 
stubborn on your vision of how you see the company in terms of values and principles, but you want to be flexible on the details of what the company could do or products that it could offer. Right. I think uh, summarizing this before we take a break to the horror of Travis's grandmother, four years, University of Michigan, artist. Okay. So when is he going to be an artist? So one of the flaws of going to college is that there is a kind of unspoken understanding that this is the, the fast track to a job. But in reality, what I've always believed college should be is a sampling of different types of knowledge, knowledges and getting a, a building an awareness about who you are, not necessarily locking, locking into a specific job. Because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, we on this planet, we have to be self-sufficient. We have to be financially independent. And when you sit back and look at yourself now, those of you who are listening to the podcast, ask yourself this one fundamental question. Can I live on my own? Can I support myself without running to mom and dad or my wife or my wife's family or living off a of trust? Can I really live on my own? Because when you have your own business, it's not about having your own hobby. Having your own business means this is a, a lifestyle that is going to allow you to pay bills and maybe puts and have a little bit of freedom of action, maybe going on a trip because you have, you have uh, additional money for that and you're putting away money and you're, you're, you're supporting your family. At the end of the day, you're a professional if you're starting your own business and you better be making money, not, not uh, play acting here. So I think, and that's where, to me, college can be a real trap because you don't go to college to party. You don't go to college to have a quote unquote good time. That's bullshit. I mean, that, that's insulting to people who can't go to college, who don't have the money to do that. You go to college like, the, you know, my dad who, uh, no, not, not my dad, my dad experienced this when... Uh, um, after World War II, he was in a high school where the senior, he was a freshman and the seniors went out to war. And then when he got to college after the war in 1947, 19, he graduated in uh, 46. So 1947, a lot of these seniors from his high school, St. Ignatius, were now in his class as a freshman in college. Now, these people, after being in the war, going to college, there was a seriousness and purposeness about this because they had been at war, you know? And so when the, uh, the teacher didn't, or the professor was giving a lecture and they didn't understand what he was saying, they would challenge him. They'd say, oh, okay, 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 hold on, professor. I, that doesn't make any sense. My dad was impressed and just stunned by what they brought into class. So we're going to take a break here, uh, pay some bills, and then we get a back. We're going to explore some more generalities. 
Thank you for listening to the Small Business Confidential. To support, please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Also add our podcast to your favorite streaming services. Everything is appreciated and we'll be back soon with another episode and upload schedule. The person voicing the intro's name is Travis Riley. Thank you, Travis. And the music was done by our engineer, me, Amari.